0: it's tough you know we're taking on the industry Mm. and um and it's um it's not always fun but it's um it's hugely rewarding but i need um i need the um the eaters as you call them uh to get on board and shop this because then that will send the direct signal up the supply chain for farmers producers makers um suppliers to be in this space they'll go ah this is worth it Mm. and that will keep that'll drive the engine and that will um that'll help the environment in the end That was Courtney McGregor,
1: and you're listening to The Regenerative Journey. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and internationally, and their continuing connection to country, culture, community, land, sea and sky. And we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging.
2: G'day, I'm your host, Charlie Arnott, an eighth-generational Australian regenerative farmer. And in this podcast series... I'll be diving deep and exploring my guests' unique perspectives on the world so you can apply their experience and knowledge to cultivate your own transition to a more regenerative way of life.
1: Welcome to The Regenerative Journey with your host, Charlie Arnott.
2: G'day, we're back at it again, part two of the uh, the the interviews I put together for, or at, I should say, the Land and Market Farming, um, uh, farming Matters Conference there in Albury uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, so first up on, on this part, Sam Johnson from Gum Grazing, not living too far from here. He and his wife Claire and family uh, have a wonderful farming enterprise there um, with an on-farm butchering set up. Um, fascinating um, conversation with Sam there, lovely guy too, uh, nice to know he's in. he lives in the hood here. Not too far away. Um, David Marsh, of course, always a good yarn. Um, <laughs> we went all over the place there, as we usually do. Uh, really enjoy, uh, always enjoy my chats with David Marsh. Fascinating um, chap. So he wasn't actually presenting, but he was there. So I grabbed him, um, as, uh, as I try to do as often as I can. Courtney McGregor, um, she's, uh, uh, she follows up David Marsh. She's a sustainability officer at Harris Farm Market. And I've been working with, with Courtney and the, and the Harris um, Boys, for over a year now, uh, putting together this It's All in the Soil campaign and helping verify um, their suppliers that uh, contribute can contribute and be identified in store to that campaign. So we chat about the significance of that uh, in the regenerative farming space, uh, their new shop and all will be there and their, their contribution to the conference. And then the end of uh, um, the follow-up, I should say, of the of part two, uh, Harry Youngman, um, who is a <laughs> really interesting guy. I met Harry a couple of years ago. Um, he's, he did speak. He did a bit of prezo at the, um, at the conference. Um, now he's a sort of, I guess, a founder of the Tiverton, um, Agriculture Impact Fund. Um, he's a keen soil, um, carbon, um, uh, man and, and, um, uh, you know, involved in that, in that, in that marketplace. Excuse me. And also, um, compost making, farming. Fascinating. Got a finger and fingers and all sorts of pies, is Harry. But um, I'll catch up with him for a proper interview at some stage. So here we had a, we had a yarn as well, and that was fantastic. And for anyone who um, loves Mary, Terry McCosker, I did a fascinating half-an-hour chat with Terry. It went over time because all the others were about sort 10, 15 minutes, 20 most max, I should say. Terry, um, I caught him at the very end of the day. Uh, I nearly stood him up. Actually, I did stand him up um, <laughs> at the end of the day there. forgot where I was going to meet him. But I've got that as half an hour, and that won't be on this one. That's going to be, um, one a, of a bonus, um, a bonus interview for our Patreon members. So anyone out there who's interested in, um, Terry McCosker, who I am lining up to do a proper interview at some point, but I just caught him there at Aubrey there the other day, um, thankfully, um, half an hour interview. If you want to hear that, jump on to our Patreon, um, platform, sign up for a membership of, um, uh, there's two tiers there. Choose the membership. You'll have to choose the higher membership. If you want to listen to Terry, and many other um, and other member benefits, as it were. And just before we jump into the interview, I just want to let you know and remind you that we will be, Hamish McCoy and I will be down in South Australia uh, with all those wonderful Crow editors down there uh, at Barossa, the Barossa Valley on the 3rd and 4th of May at the Alkina Wine Estate. There were Dan and Amelia and all those wonderful people. Um, now, just to make a note of that, we are just talking about how biodynamics applies to wine uh, and, and viticulture, it is about horticulture, it's about broad acre, it's about small scale garden, it's whatever you want to however you want to um, apply biodynamics to your world and your life so there on the 3rd and 4th of May in the Barossa Valley at the um, Alkana um, Wine Estate and on the 7th and uh, sorry, 6th and 7th of May. That's the, later in that same week at McLaren Vale Gem Tree Wines there with Melissa and Michael um, who produce some amazing wines as does the Alkena um, Estate. So just to reinforce that, you don't have to be a wine grower. You might want to be a grape eater, but not a wine grower or a, a winemaker to come to these courses down there in South Australia. They are open to everyone. So spread the news far and wide. We'd love to see you there. Uh, tickets available on charliearnett.com.au and uh, um, get all the details and tickets there. But I hope you enjoy part two of the Albury Conference uh, compilation. We're on again. Oh, my next victim. <laughs> <laughs> Dragged <laughs> him out. <laughs> I did, by the scruff of the neck. Uh, Sam Johnson, um, Sam is one half. <laughs> Of box gum grazing, the other half was well, actually one probably, fifth. Yeah, now. yeah, I was going to say, you're yeah, there's more too. Yeah, yeah, there. no,
3: Sid's there, and Sid and and, and, and Molly
2: too. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I'm a part <laughs> Sam, of Sam. a declining he's, he's, part. He's one, <laughs> he's one fifth. He's the he's the cornerstone, aren't you? Claire and I, yeah. Claire, yeah, your cornerstones of the business, box gum grazing. Sam was very generous in his um, presentation uh, last night at the sort of, I guess it was the opening reception of the Farming Matters conference here in Albury and shared Mm -hmm. his story of um, what they do there at Moringo. Actually, you know what, I had a beef with you because you said, oh, we're near, near young. And I went, Yeah, bloody, you should be saying you're near Burrough. <laughs> are
3: you closer to the or Young? No, no, no. Twenty five K to young. And how many to Burrough? Oh sorry. No, you're probably right. We're about thirty-five <laughs> to young and forty to
2: Burrough. Oh, really? So you are closer yeah, to Young. So can't very get you close. Off. I thought you'd be going, Oh, I'm a proud <laughs> member of the Burrough community. <laughs> anyway, no, let's put that aside. I you're forgiven. Um, and about what um uh what what uh, Johnson's family doing there um which is fantastic so um we don't need to know all the details Sam but I guess t- can you give our well I'll, I'll, I'm going ha- we're going to break this up into two bits so I want to know about you and Boxgum Grazing just so our listeners can understand what I guess the innovation that you've mm-hmm. you've sort of um implemented there and then get a few few bit, your view on the conference so far okay. let's start with Boxgum Grazing I think that's that's the place to start
3: okay well Boxgum Grazing um is a it's a family farm there, at young in in uh, in the woodlands, and we're doing a paddock to plate operation, um, selling grass fed beef, uh, lamb and <coughs> free range pork, um, and we've also gone into vertical integration, so we have set up a butcher shop on farm to do all the the boning and packing and smoking. And then we market everything ourselves, direct to customers either locally or predominantly in Canberra and uh, restaurants in Canberra, and we're just starting to branch a little bit into delivering to Sydney if we can get the logistics worked
2: out. Are you doing uh, as in someone else is going to come?
3: We'll up? hopefully, yeah, if we can find a, a, a good, um, reliable transport network. We've certainly had mm. demand from there, but um, at this stage, predominantly Canberra's our market.
2: Feather and Bone, you you, you do. Uh, we
3: no, I know Grant quite well, and have sort of talked with him over many years. I saw Grant this. sneaking
2: around today. Yes, <laughs> yeah. No, I had a good yarn
3: with him at lunch. Yeah, good. Um, and uh, we have sold to him in the past, but but no, we've sort of um, focused in Canberra
0: locally, yeah.
3: Um, and uh, our our whole thing has been about um, rebuilding biodiversity on the farm and. Um, and the resilience of the farm, and also bringing livelihoods back onto the farm, so we've brought the mm. you know the processing and marketing back under our umbrella mm. um, which has allowed us <clears throat> to have the uh the salaries for the next generations coming through and allowed the next generations to step up into management and and sort of us to ease back a bit and um play a, a different role as we get older um and uh and also particularly how to have a, a productive agricultural farm within a woodland mm. uh, habitat. You know, we really, really want to have that, um, improving and developing, increasing biodiversity for native species of all types. Um, so yeah, just how we can balance those two things or work those two things.
2: I think that's what the point you made last <coughs> night was that you, you, you you're incorporating. I guess, the habitat, the natural and the sort of the, the, the um, uh, uh, regenerated um, habitat with production. Yes. Yeah, so it's yes. not like, oh, you're operating no. over there in isolation, you no, the no, cows no. and the whatever over here. No, no,
3: very much trying to bring um, conservation and production together and also the realisation that farmers control so much land that it's up to us to responsible for the biodiversity. We can't rely on national parks or, you know, non-farmed areas to support the biodiversity. But biodiversity is just good of its own, but it's also very good for our productive capacity, resilience and the beauty
2: it brings to the landscape. So, you know, that's that's part of our remit too. And box gum grassy woodland, for those who aren't familiar with it, is a uh, – I think they classified it as a um, – you might have the right terminology, sensitive well, or endangered. It, it's or, uh, a, it's it a, it's
3: an endangered ecotype. E- eco, yeah, yeah,
2: ecosystem. So I guess it has so to be some, I guess, reasonable amount of consideration as to what you're planting there or management or are you, are well, you, are you planting exotics as well? Well, we, we don't plant anything. Ah, okay.
3: We, we haven't planted anything and it's, look, it's not a case of, um, of just having natives or whatever. All we try to do is, work so that the ecological processes on the land are very functional and whatever species are in the mix (coughs) are what we work with. Yeah. And all of these species, either weeds or introduced grasses or shrubs or whatever, are really naturalised. They're part of the environment now. So there's no putting up a… Demarcation. A a demarcation. And so we're finding… A native grass species and introduced species, um, spreading across different areas of the farm in different ways. Um, you know, you get some farm niches that support introduced ones, other areas, the natives will dominate. Sometimes they coexist quite well together. Um, and I think that's our best option. There's, there's no use. We've just got to work with the ecological processes as they're happening and ecology is constantly evolving.
2: That's a real paradigm shift, isn't it? For like to, to, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think David Marsh, you know, he talks about that a lot and, you know, about sort of stepping away from
3: control. Control, yeah. yeah. And, and I think if we can, our job is to restore that health and vigour and whatever way the ecology develops is probably the best way it's going to develop. And for us to try to block the process, one, will be very expensive and, mm. and, and, and may, may degrade that vitality, and it's that vitality that um, you know we will build the soils again, and and what have you. Um, and and I mean, we find uh, native birds eating introduced seeds. You know, yeah, I mean, totally. it's part of their it's it's part of their um
2: their food cycle now. So as you say, it is it's that whole system is is you know is naturalised because it's yeah. there, and we can either keep fighting it and trying to rip it out, or yeah. poison it, or you know, disturb it in some way or just go, well, let's – it is probably, as you just said, it's probably the best thing to be there right now because nature decided that that needs to be there. Well,
3: they're, they're there, yeah. and so, so it, it's an altered ecology from what it was, mm. but, but ecology is always in transition. Mm. You never get to a point where it stays fixed. Yeah. I mean, you get a weather event that will take species out for a while or encourage them, mm. um, and I think what we do by – not having the imagination to allow those species in is that we, yeah, basically lower the vitality of what we're dealing with. Mm. And um, and I think that's to, well, ecological detriment, but to our detriment too.
2: Just want to switch to business, or I guess I'm, I'm, I'm just really, because some years ago you were kind enough to give us a tour of your, it wasn't actually, um, it hadn't been, I don't going think we, too long. no, I don't think we Addicture. did. We have the butchery in then. I can't remember. <coughs> because it was, gee whiz, that was probably four, maybe mm. four years ago now, at least. Um, can we talk about that? I mean, I guess my, I'm curious to know, like, and you mentioned about, you know, now there's salaries that you can, you know, afforded to family members and so on. And, you know, that for me <laughs> is a dream to do that. Yep. And, and it's certainly not a pipe dream. It's like, oh, I really love to do that because I can see the value. So really it was a, it was a matter of, you mentioned it last night. We're paying X amount to butchers to do a job that we could do. Yes. So there's that essentially an offset, <coughs> that saving. Yep. There's obviously the initial setup cost of the, the overhead or the capital improvement of, of setting up the butcher shop, but it's clearly been a good move. Uh,
3: it's been a, a, yeah, a well worthwhile move. And it was really driven by um, Sid when he decided to come back home. Mm. You know, Claire and I may have been quite happy. If it was just us um, utilizing the services of our local butcher, but we got to a point there where the was starting to impact on his business.
2: Yeah. Um, right.
3: So, so as in we you, we were you, growing, yeah. and and he was finding hard to fit us in. Yeah. Okay. So, so we left in very amicable terms, and um, and 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 in terms of um, being in charge of the quality and the transparency all the way through the process, it's it's way in front, you know. So, and, and also for us learning as now the, the butchers, um, about the different cuts, the way they're handled, um, how they need to be cooked. We've learned a whole lot about what it is we're selling, you know, before we put it in the bag. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's been very positive that way. Um, and I think as certainly. With any business, there are weak links and and certainly with our business, there's the production side and then the processing. so you know the butchers the abattoirs are all points of weak links if one of them drops out I mean we're, we're in trouble that way, then there's the transport and the marketing side so so you're in control of more of those pieces yes, now. not the abattoir side. we no. use a local abattoir
2: and would you ever consider putting a you know, on on farm abattoir
3: um Look, I think from the animal point of view, it'd be great. Yeah. I think the only issue is the uh, costs involved and the regulation around it is at my stage of life. I don't know if I would. I've, I I did have a, uh, we did build a small poultry abattoir back in the nineties. Wow. And that was, that was quite doable. Mm. Um, it was not too expensive. Whereas once you step up to the bigger animals, yeah. you're talking pretty serious size operation and. What have you? So, uh, look, I wouldn't do that um, unless we were forced. But then, certainly, mm. we'd
2: consider it seriously. So, a big step forward just by having that that processing <coughs> facility on farm yes. there now, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the conference, um, Sam. We are at at Albreed, the Farming Matters conference, and we're we're sort of heading into the afternoon's um, uh, chit chat. The the, the the there's a panel session uh, happening at the moment. Um, what are your thoughts? Any, what, what, any sort of nuggets of gold that, that have been put on the table in front of Sam Johnson this, today and you've gone, oh, my look, God.
3: Look, I think, I think a lot of it was a reiteration of concepts but just put really well. Mm. I think uh, Terry McCosker and Walter Jenner um, just talking about the way in which um, carbon moves into the soil the most effective way we as land managers can can um, understand that process and um, build on that process was really good. You know, talking about the mycorrhizal life and um, uh, the liquid carbon pathway mm. and, and where we as managers can actually really work to get that um, carbon under the soil doing all the great stuff it does. I think that was a great you know that was something that really hit home
2: good reinforcement yeah and isn't it isn't it a relief well it's a relief um uh, reassuring that that those guys you know terry and, and 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 Walter are still at it yeah, after all these years yeah and i think
3: their their words are falling a more fertile ground now, yes, you know when they started out they were they were in the wilderness a bit mm. but now um I think we're starting to understand really a bit about our knowledge of these systems has grown a lot more and particularly of the role of soil life. You know, it was just pushed so into the background with chemistry mm. that, um, you know, it's now actually taking the right place. And as a land manager, that's fantastic because we're working with plants, with biology and biology, you know, and, and, uh, if, if we're getting these messages that these are the things we need to work with. And that's a
2: great way to be. What? Um, how do we? Not that we have to, but what, any any um, any tips or any suggestions or how how do you find? I mean, you're, you're at the coal face, as it were, with your eaters, your customers at, at, at um, in Canberra at Epic Markets at the Epic, the Epic markets. Market. Yeah, so, yep, yep. you know, what are you seeing uh, at that in that? Interface there, Are people a bit more excited. Do they? Are they. I think you know, so. I think
3: numbers. I think when we first started out, a lot of people approached us for animal welfare issues. Yeah, okay. particularly around pigs. Yep. Um, you know, and, and we we deliberately started with pigs because we knew that those issues around the um, industrial production of pork were concerning a lot of people, and people didn't eat pork because of that. Um. So I think that was certainly very common thought in our early days. I think now the issue of carbon is much more on people's radar. Um, there was always the issue around chemicals in farming, of course. Mm. Um, but, but nowadays I think carbon and also, yeah, those issues of land degradation in relation to food production are more prominent. Um, along, of course, with the, you know, the welfare issues and, mm. um, and, uh, whether, whether you're, uh, medicating or, or using chemicals and things like that. Husbandry. Husbandry practices, yeah.
2: Are you optimistic, Sam?
3: Of the, um, uh, look, I'm very optimistic in the capacity of natural systems mm. to regenerate if we can understand our role in that process. Um, and seeing what we've been able to turn around just by using, changing our management to understand our role in, in, in coordinating, managing the plant animal interaction. And then those, those, those great processes that underlie the ecosystem can then function effectively. So yeah, I see great hope in our ability to understand how we can, um, repair that ecosystem function mm. and, and rebuild its sort of abundance. Um, so that's the positive side. Mm. you know. And I think it's great to keep focused on that, not not the doom and gloom, because otherwise totally. you, you won't jump
2: out of bed. Because nature's almost waiting for us to just do that, isn't it? Sort of like it's just going, just give us a little window. Here, yeah, you
3: know? yeah, yeah. I know what – we know what needs to happen, mm. or, or we have the ability to repair mm. it. mm And it's just we haven't been seeing it. Mm. Um, and, uh, so that's the, the lovely thing. And, and to see a bit of land come back to life and you get the bird life and the, and so you get all these values besides the food you're producing and that, you know, that, that, um, self renewing organizing system will just go on after you. If, if you've restored the health and you don't get in the way Mm. or do the wrong thing again mm. um, is positive, you know, and for people I think we're such a critical part of it that if we actually understand and change our role in it, um, that's very positive, mm. you know, because without us stepping up
2: to the plate there, it's, it's not good. You're a very positive sort of fellow, Sam, and thank you for, yeah. thank you for your time. Thanks, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> no, and thank you again, quite seriously, for sharing um, yesterday. And you know, we're here all to share and to um, listen and, and learn. And, and you know, what a what a wonderful opportunity there is. Three hundred attendees. Yeah, yeah. Um, two years plus of and of and there's work, some great great minds down here. And totally. You know, it's a it's a really collegiate atmosphere. Totally, we should yeah. do this more often. Yeah. Right? Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. <laughs> victim. Victim number, <laughs> <laughs> mature number. Good start. Good start. Good. <laughs> You're scared. Um, I'm
4: nervous. Yeah,
2: you are. If you haven't recognised those dulcet tones, it's David Marsh. David um, is here as one of the 300 attendees, um, keen, passionate uh, attendees of the Farming Matters conference here in in, in Aubrey. David, you you escaped somehow, um, presenting or or, or or did you do something yesterday?
4: I think it might have been overexposure, exposure, <laughs> I don't
2: think they're fed <laughs> reckon, up with me. Do you reckon the committee went oh not that David? <laughs> yeah, not <mate."> him again. <laughs> <laughs> so David escaped. Um but you did, you escaped an official capacity, but I but I've I've captured you here. David, I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on on uh oh, matters why, you know, near and far. Let's start with the conference. Any any standout um Nuggets of gold that, that 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 you went oh you know that's a that's a good phrase or quote or concept not that you're new to it all but any anyone any favourites any favourite any favourite oh, um, gee, presenters I put you on the spot
4: you've put me right on the spot um
2: you won't get a well look it was, it,
4: was it, it opened very well didn't it you
5: know
4: mm. um, Daniela was as usual wonderful and uh, Alan Savory I think was wise. Mm. Uh, there's been a few comments that um, he's uh, exhorting us to um, try and get to the Prime Minister and mm. convince him of some things. Uh, I think that's probably the, the negativity to that view is probably that it's sometimes been a little different, difficult to see the benefit in spending too much time Trying to get change at the political level, but mm. I think you need—you've got to do a bit of everything, haven't you? You've got to do a bit of work in that space.
2: Some people uh, love that space;
4: they do. And uh, yeah, I've, you know, I've heard while we've been here that you know there's some interesting things um, that haven't been announced that that are going to be announced in the energy sector. So, uh,
2: yeah, how so, did you get a whiff of
4: something? Oh, I, I wouldn't like to divulge <laughs> the source, but no, no, it, there's been quite a bit of work being done to try and. Um, uh, try and have a re-crack at the the Carbon Farming Initiative protocols.
2: Okay. And yep.
4: I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I've heard that something is going to happen to make it more um, more accessible, accessible for people.
2: So, okay, well that's, good. well, that's good news. Just without digging too deep there, I think um, uh, I, I am an observer of the of the carbon market and not a, not a contributor. Well, I may be contributing informally somehow in, in, in the paddock, but certainly not... Mm. Involved uh, at all, and mainly because I'm just sort of not sure which way to jump in. Or if oh I'm look, sure, I think no.
4: I think everyone's been the same, but you know the, the thing we keep hearing is that uh, the market is is going to be up because there's going to be yeah you know, the the world's full of big emitters looking for places to offset their emissions, and the land sector is where they're starting to look.
2: Mm. So I guess that's a positive thing that there's there's a there's a, more of a consciousness around that. Whether whether that actually gives big emitters license to do it or gets well, them off the hook. Well, yeah. I mean big,
4: the, the, the the uh, the whole deal with uh, carbon offsets is for the the price of the um, the offsets to the big emitter. Uh, the The idea is that that cost of um, offsetting their emissions drives them to a lower emitting behaviour. That's the whole purpose of it. You think it does? Uh, I think it will. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Yeah. I, well, mean, that's, that's I mean, I right. mean, people are. It, it's happening quite fast. I think we're moving mm-hmm. to transi- transitioning to uh, renewables quite quickly.
2: Well, I guess the pressure's certainly on um, for, for for businesses, big and small, big emitters those and those are not emitting too much, but just to be more conscious of it. So I think mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a positive step. Yep. Any other uh, positive? Things you picked up, Dave. Oh,
4: like I've clicks. given you a couple of minutes of thinking time.
2: Yeah, no, that that doesn't help actually. <laughs> Not, when talk. Not when you're talking. Not when you're talking at the same time. <laughs> uh,
4: no. no, look, I think Lorraine Gordon was great. Mm. You know, it's great to see uh, the energy that's going into that that course, and um, she's got a lot of energy. Hasn't she? <laughs> Lorraine. She's you know, good. yeah. she's, she's really good. Mm. Um, yeah. So, look, I think it's been a fantastic. Um, conference so far, I mean, I think, yeah, I was nervous about, you know, the short timeframes they've given people to oh, to talk. I mean, I, I'd, I'd struggle to say anything in 15 minutes, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, but no. You'd be, you'd be getting
2: the <laughs> ding-a-ling-a-ling. Yeah, <laughs> that's
4: right. But no, I, it, whilst it probably doesn't allow people to expand too much, it does get everyone to concentrate on the, mm. yeah you know, the, the nitty-gritties. Um, Looking forward to your session of, you know, clairvoyance. (laughs) What's agriculture going to look like by 2050?
2: Well, I just I did have a quick chat with Gabrielle, who's the. um,
4: She'll have some deep questions for you. Yeah,
2: well, thankfully she introduced herself and we had a quick chat, and I've been primed up somehow. So
4: good, not um, like me, just straight off the graph. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, but you're old well not old, you're wise. Oh, geez, <laughs> you're old good. and wise. Let me put the wise and yeah, and, well, a, and older than me. So <laughs> you you have years more experience in pulling these things together just at the at the last minute. So that's yeah, that's a good point. I, uh, and, and I think the topic is what, what do we see the future of agriculture in twenty thirty and twenty fifty? Mm. Um well, i gonna well what do you reckon? <laughs>
4: Well, I don't know, Charlie, <laughs> but I'll I tell you what I <laughs> I, I, so I, I, do I do would it. like to. You know, I drove down here from Borua yesterday mm. and, um, you know, uh, this is, uh, what is it? It's March, end of March. Yes. So it's… Um, the last day of. Yeah. Oh, and, and we've had a, we've had a, a rainy summer. Mm. Uh, you know, we escaped the bullet of, of a huge biomass drying off and a dangerous fire season, mm. which we all were facing with some, some dread. But it's extraordinary to drive down the highway and and around locally and see a country after the biggest spring anyone can remember with not much grass on it here and there.
2: You know, and I, I have. Are you to, finding that? Yeah, well, I drove from Melbourne yesterday, right? And I saw how's
4: Victoria looking. Um, I can nearly see it, but
2: <laughs> you were through. You were in it. I was driving through through right through the middle. Um i would have to say on reflection that there were look there's some paddock sites that were like bowling greens, but I think that was more to do with very high stocking rates of our packers and and some some sheep novelty sheep but oh. having but having said that though, that was the extreme, but having said that, you're absolutely right there wasn't the bulk of feed that I would have you would expect after. Um, and, I, and I'm not that familiar with with what the, the seasons done down here, but still, I think generally in the east east coast of Australia, or well, this corner and down mm-hmm. you know, Victoria and, and Burra and ex, uh, elsewhere, uh, yeah, I would have thought more grass. I was in East Gippsland um, last week, and it was um, uh, not dissimilar. You know, not as much grass. However, the farm I was on had had good grass. It was actually quite quite. Um, uh, yeah, obvious that the, the different styles of management. Yep. Up on the way, a lot of horses down there too. A lot of dairy, actually. And I was thinking, gee, "Where's that grass okay. for those cows?" I guess. It's, I'm
4: feeling like Rachel Ward now. I've taken over the interview. I'm, I'm interviewing you now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> say, oh, he's very clever. Now stop it, David. Now, what's your? What are you? What are you flicking through that program um, for? You're yeah. No, I was just
4: trying to remember <laughs> who I was thinking. Were, I mean, I think everyone's been really good actually. But How um, Walter. Yeah, Walter's excellent. Mm. Um, he. He, if anything, he suffered today from not having the white uh, the, the, oh, the the Butcher's paper. Do you remember that talking gave down at, at uh Nutrisoil? Were you there that day? Uh,
2: I was there lot last year. Well, I didn't have one last year, year no, before year I was before, there. Yeah. Might i have been a before that. Year before no, that. I yeah, it. I was
4: there that year. It was like, I think Charlie Massey had just published his book.
2: Okay. Yeah.
4: And Walter spoke there and he, he had the Butcher's paper and he just he, he did fun. what he did today, but it was visual as well, yeah. and it was just brilliant, you know. And um, apparently, it was recorded. Somebody flicked it to me today.
2: The one that was the one, that neutral source. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I've seen, um, I've seen Walter do an impromptu um, yep. whiteboard. That's when he at, at his best. best yeah, yeah, and he and he. But what I love about Walter, and I mentioned it to someone else I was chatting with before, is the way he can just. Um, he, he, very intelligent man, science based. Uh, Academic, not not well, more than academic, but he the way he delivers it is just so. It's like yeah, you know, he, it's he like having a
4: chat over a cup of tea.
2: Totally, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's it, you know, it's not full of a whole lot of jargon, and you're not trying to struggle no. to keep up. He's he's really. I just love the way he
4: yeah. explains he, it. He's so. All over the subject that there's no, there are no. He doesn't have any distractions to explain things because no. they're, they're they're self-evident when he
2: talks. Totally, it just rolls yeah. off the tongue and and wonderfully compelling. What else have you? Oh uh, uh, look,
4: heard? actually, the first speech. I don't know whether you heard Jenny Bell. Did you?
2: I did. That you was
4: agree. absolutely brilliant. I thought you know, uh, you know, she's got this incredible artist's eye, mm-hmm. um, and I'm very conscious of that now when I'm in her presence, but. Uh, to translate what she sees in the landscape into the, the images that she put up um, with the project she did it mm-hmm. um, with the Coglans, uh, I just thought it was brilliant. And I spoke to her afterwards, and she, she said she was very nervous. I said, "Well, it didn't come across, Jenny." She was. And very it was cap- absolutely. I thought it was really beautiful.
2: She no, it was fantastic. What what do you think if Jenny had to draw David Marsh? What oh would she crikey!
4: Draw? I think she'd need a long time to sort of. I don't know whether she. Do you think she'd capture me?
2: Probably be a draw, black square. Would she draw a thistle? <laughs>
4: well, she, she probably been to Boroo later. <laughs> um, oh, Lynn Sykes was great. Yeah, no, she was terrific. She was, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, verbalise and <laughs>
2: quote. <laughs> <laughs> she was very funny. She was saying she was nervous. She may well have been, but it, it was. It was very funny. And yeah. look, you know,
4: but she she's uh, had as she said, some incredibly deep moments at very difficult times for many, many families in difficult circumstances. So, you know, while she's, she's obviously helped a lot of people, but, you know, some people have um, come to her probably when it's almost too difficult to have a solution.
2: And I, I, I think I'm right in saying her, her sort of phrase she said a few times, which I've no doubt is true, is like she mastered the art of being hated. Is that, was yeah, that, 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 yeah, she, she did, did say
4: that. You know, yeah, yeah, so which would be hard to
2: hate, I reckon. Oh, that's right. But I guess you know that there, you know, in there lies the 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 the, the, the frustration and the anger and the the pain of a success, you know, a succession planning situation that's mm. not going well. And, and um, I can't remember the phrase. I, know, I wrote it down here: functional family. A
4: functional family.
2: I like. The, I like the idea. Yeah. of that. Yes. You would have come across many dysfunctional families.
4: She would have, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, maybe you don't know how functional you are until the chips are down. Totally. That's when you might find out whether you're functional or not. Well, it's a funny thing, you know, when I was a kid, you know, my parents were very lovely people and they, they, uh, they were demonstrable in their affection for each other. Mm. Um, but it was at a time when I think in society we weren't telling each other we love each other every second of the day. I don't remember my parents actually saying that to me ever. Mm. But I never doubted that they did because of their behaviour. That's That's, that was yeah. a really steadying thing in life, Billy, to have that as a child growing up.
2: Yeah, I think. Um, oh, I have to, I'm not sure if my mum and dad's going to listen to this. They probably will. Knowing David Marsh is on, they'd probably definitely say that. It didn't I? Didn't hear that too often. I hear it more often now. I saw what they were doing with you. And yeah, I, no, you know, I, look at you now. And uh, no case in point, and and um, you know. Um, we, we, you and I, and, and many others, did boarding school, and, and yep. Angelica, she's, she's, I don't know how you survived that, and you know, you're a reasonably balanced kind of individual to have got yep. through that, and I think, um, I think a, a balanced, solid, um, you know, Is home, sort of self home refl- life, self-reflection. You've done it again. You've turned this right <laughs> around. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> this place good. Now, <laughs> I break that train of thought. Um, so yeah. No, what I else he, is you having a bit of a squeeze. Brian's Matthew Wonkin. Yeah, look, I miss know. Matthew's because I was out here. I mean, wrapping. he's gone right
4: round you for hair, mate. You've got to really step up to, <laughs> to go around Matthew Wonkin. <laughs> okay.
2: I will do my, I'm going you know, to have to sharpen my pencil, aren't I?
4: Absolutely. And the scissors. And the
2: scissors. No, no, he, he's,
4: you know, he's, a, he's an interesting guy. And he's, you know, those sort of people are. I mean, they're great at, at, at talking, aren't they? They've mm. got to be good talkers because they've got to form relationships to get their business going.
2: Well, totally. And that's it's about building trust and confidence yep. in, in, you know, potential mm. clients and current clients. So that's, that's, I mean, you know, marketing, as it were, is something that farmers haven't really had to do ever before, is it? True. Talk to their agent who then does the marketing in, the, in a conventional sense?
4: Yeah. But no, I think, um, you know, Dr. McCosker was fantastic. Dr. Doctor McCoskey. Do you
2: refer to him as Doctor?
4: That's his. That's his doctor.
2: I oh, know, but do you say hello, doctor? No, I agree. hello, good. No,
4: Terry Dr. and I—we're the same age. We, we call each other <laughs> Dave and Terry. <laughs> Dave and Tez. Um, but no, uh, you know, Terry's a man of great patience, isn't
2: he? You've hit the nail on the head. You must have been listening to my previous couple of interviews, David, because no. that came, that came up a couple of times. Right. Um, you know how
4: long's Terry been yeah. sticking with the idea of carbon link, and it's. I think it's just about to burst into life. And, you know, that, and that I hope assistance. it does. I hope it does. Oh, totally. It, you know, he's such a considered individual, I think, Gary.
2: And not unlike, you know, Lynn's 30-year career. I think mm. she, she she referenced 30 years. Um, Walter. Yep. You know, they've all been at it. In, in, and, and as Sam Johnson said earlier, you know. Oh, what? Now,
4: talk about a standout. Wasn't that fantastic?
2: Uh, which one? Sam.
4: Last Johnson. night. Oh, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. You know, where's he been hiding? Out at Windermere on the end of a knife.
2: Well you know what? I was um, I was saying to him, we you know what he referenced, he says, I'll oh, wear it I don't think he said moringo oh, when he's young. Yeah. And I said, You're bloody you should be playing in your <laughs> That's people know Borough better than that. <laughs> Come on. Where's your pride? Yeah. You no, I, look I
4: plans. I thought I mean not everyone's gonna do what Sam's doing. It's a mm. huge undertaking. Mm. But you know, you cheer like man for people that want to do that and, and are doing it so well. You know? And,
2: and, and insta, well, not game, instig- but and certainly- he's got
4: the people. Yeah. his family have come yeah. home. You know, I mean, that's an Inspiring. incredible effort, really.
2: And he acknowledged that. You know, he and Claire are sort of stepping yeah. away from management as such, and, and Sid and and, and um, other members of the family are sort of certainly yep. were spearheading the, the move to on farm processing. And I think that's just a, it is a wonderful story.
4: It is, it is. Um, but I'm not. A, no, I'm not saying. But I'm no. Saying everything, and, everything
2: before but and, is a lie. Don't
4: and, you? and and. Uh, as well as that being wonderful, mm. um, you know, the, the the outcomes of management using the processes we're all thinking about here, holistic and regenerative, the outcome of that has to be an improving landscape with people with good health and an economic profit. That's a true profit. Mm. And unless agriculture moves in that direction, um, yeah, we're in trouble.
2: That's certainly been a theme here, hasn't it? That you know, David Farley was speaking about. Yeah, he was um, interesting. Know, interesting, and David is. In, I'm sure I'm going to track him down. I hope so, but yeah, you know, in cotton, you know, the perception around cotton is as an industry is not the most sort of, no. I guess, regenerative or even sustainable kind of industry. Um, just because of you know a lot of chemical use and a lot of yeah. sort of you know. Well,
4: it's a big version it. of, of um, all of us in the past. Mm. Um, you it's know, a we're a microcosm of that same. Process, pretty much, and so. we're all trying to atone for our wickedness. <laughs> here, Part here of here which just is talking lesson.
5: to
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> How rude! But I was, I was, was, I was. Relief is not the right word, but I was, I was pleased to see David on the, on the, on the, you know, on the, on the thing because I sort of, um, uh, yeah, you know, didn't know where he was in the world really, and and, yep. and he's sitting fairly squarely, you know, in in the in the vicinity. So I think that was, and that was a positive message. And, you know, there's Harry Youngman talking about, um, yeah. you know, what they're doing, Tim the yeah, and was, so on. That was and fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, there's a, <clears throat> I guess there's a bit of a theme about, you know, investment, as it were, into this space. And actually, we're not allowed to say space anymore, are we? Oh. Uh, well,
4: Lorraine said it a lot after you couldn't
2: say it. Oh, she she loves breaking <laughs> rules. <laughs> 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 who, who said we?
4: Len. I think Len was talking about. Oh, in she this was space. sick of the, the right. spa- in this space. How, what do we call Moving forward even worse. Moving the- <laughs> <laughs> forward. Or pivoting.
2: Pivoting. I haven't
4: adopted that at all. I don't think I've said it except just then. But, um, yeah, these expressions come and go, don't
2: they? They do. And, you know, you're always going to offend someone with the, with the, wrong. Wrong, the wrong expression.
4: I think we're, we're pretty safe, though, aren't we?
2: Yeah, no, we we're, we keep it all above board. Yep. Look at the time, David. I'm conscious that the, think oh, the afternoon oh, session... We're gone. <laughs> No.
4: <laughs> Surprisingly, we've
2: gone over time. No, I, I love it. It's great. Um, okay, th- that was <laughs> – thank you for your time. <laughs> I don't want to race you out of here. I'm just conscious that the afternoon – About can, to begin. I can hear you. But them,
4: I'm, I'm really messages. looking forward to this clairvoyance session
2: with, <laughs> oh, I'm with Gabrielle. Just, I'm going to defer to David. I,
4: I didn't realise that Gabrielle was actually on the session here, but I bumped into her in the cafe in Borua one day.
2: She's from Harden. Yes. Yeah, yeah, nice.
4: Married to the best-looking – Schoolboy in New South Wales. Who was that? Dick Hart. Don't know. Richard I know. Hart. I
2: don't know. Oh, Richard.
4: no. the best looking. He should have been a model, Dick. I think he might have been at one point. Oh, really? But no, she was fantastic, and I bumped into her in the coffee shop, and and uh, we were talking about all these all this stuff. And um, and then she told me she was writing a book. Yes. Another book.
2: Yeah, this is this is recently. Yeah, yes, yeah. she mentioned it. She's
4: writing another book. Yeah. And uh, but I, she sort of half hinted that I might be in this. Clairvoyant session that you're in, so I'm pleased I didn't get a get a gong really.
2: Oh no, I'm going to I'm going to call him sick, <laughs> <laughs> and say, but I do know David is chomping at the bit to answer the question. <laughs> I'm going to stumble. Uh, well, it'll
4: be a it'll be a, a session of, um, you know, talking about what we hope is going to happen.
2: Deep, well, won't be. We well, I guess it could be touching on the, some deep the deep hope reflection, session, but it's the hope session, hope session. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to call it. The session of hope, hope and prayer. Um, David, lovely to have you on again. I'm going to pull these together, all these victims, uh, into one episode, I think. So you're you're now officially a contributor. You're
4: going to turn the victims into, you're going to victimise all your listeners.
2: I'm trying to think of how many, so you're, uh, oh, I have to have a quick look here. Who have I spoken with? No, actually no one I've spoken with today have I interviewed yet. Already? Oh, okay. So oh, you're, well, you've you're got a in.
4: Richfield, yeah. There, Charlie.
2: Yeah, that's it. I've got a heap of people I haven't tracked down. Terry's going to be coming up next, hopefully.
4: I think an, I think a good session for you would be to interview oh, the wives of some of the people you've interviewed and see what their perspective is.
2: What and see whether they were lying or not. <laughs> I should get them to listen to the the, no, the, the, just, the audio.
4: I mean, I think my wife could probably quote all the things i jabber about <laughs> on the phone all the time. She's been listening to it for thirty years. Oh, I'd
2: love to have a chat with Mary because I'm. I sure think you'd she be lucky to get it. I think you be like, a to get and a a few She
4: only came in with the cake and put it out at arm's <laughs> length, didn't she, before?
2: <laughs> that wildly alcoholic um, Christmas cake. No, Rachel mm. Ward, I did interview there before, and she had oh, been yes. on the show. So, yes. no, you're not, you're no Lone Ranger there. Yep. Um, okay, we better get to the afternoon session, right, oh, and I need to line child. up Terry and a few others. Thanks, okay. David. Appreciate Thanks, that. Lovely.
1: Are you looking for more information to assist you on your regenerative journey? We've created an online community of supporters with exclusive access to interview transcripts, live online Q&A sessions with Charlie and his interviewees, as well as the opportunity to be interviewed on the show yourself. If you would like to be part of this community or would simply like to contribute to the development of the podcast series, please make your way to patreon.com forward slash The Regenerative Journey Podcast. We look forward to you becoming a member of the Regenerative Journey community. Let's get back to this week's episode.
2: I uh, finally caught up with Courtney McGregor, who's my next victim in this um, quite off the cuff little episode we put together here at the Farming Matters Conference in Albury, uh, I've said that line about twelve times today. Everyone's gonna to say um Reese might have to just take that out of every episode, every every interview, because it's like, oh no, we know where you are. So Courtney is the sustainability officer at Harris Farm and I'm gonna put in a, a note to the Harris boys that you need to be that your job description needs to be changed to the regenerative officer. Regeneration like officer. Tell me why you- just did that near you. Thanks, bit.
0: Charlie. I love that you've caught me at the end of the conference where I'm, my <laughs> head is spinning after being in all these panel discussions, and um, it's I'm buzzing. It's the vibe you always talk about. I'm really feel like I'm feeling the vibe, the region vibe down here in Albury.
2: It's quite um intoxicating. But it sounds a bit <laughs> bit I'm a bit so. tired. <laughs> so let's talk about why you're here, why Harris Farm were 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 the, the as one of the major sponsors and why Angus was here last night.
0: I know I'm so glad he was here last night. So yeah, we were the we're here because we um we were the sponsor of the reception. Mm. Um, we're also a market partner of Land to Market. And we're here because we're here for the greater goodness. And that's um, what Angus's um, talk was about last night and What's really warmed my heart today is people come to me and they go, Corny, this feels really genuine, not just some big retailer saying that they're doing this. Like Angus and the family um, in the business um, really believe in this. And we're here because we back regenerative farming. And I'm really proud and excited to say that finally, because we've been working on this for a while. Um, It's been about 18 months. And recently in February, we got to launch that in store and online. So um, we're here um, at the conference because we really want to have a presence in region um, and let suppliers and growers and producers know that we're on the lookout. We want more region products in our store. And so it's really a privilege to be here. I'm so thrilled. And um, just as in terms of just more of what, what Angus was saying last night, which is also um, we're just in a really privileged position as a food retailer to actually make a difference. Um, our business is purely dependent on healthy soil. And so we need that. and. We also believe that we can actually help in the fight against climate change. And so how cool is that? We can help our business, but then we can also um, get carbo- carbon cycling and remove it, get it get out of the atmosphere, into the soil where it really needs to be and drive those um, ecosystems. So I just think that's so cool that we can be part of the solution or what we call is the soil solution. <laughs> No, I love it. Yeah, because everyone thinks agriculture might, you know, is just the problem, and it's it's not. We can we can genuinely make a difference, and that's so cool.
2: And what I'm loving about, and I'm working with you guys, um, and and really honoured to be doing so, and really enjoying that. And what I'm struck with is that the Harris family and the boys and the team are really sincere in what they're doing. They don't have to do this, right? I mean, the business is growing. You know, people love Harris Farm, and uh, this is not something that they're going. Oh, you know, there's, there's, this is, this is, this is something that they've chosen to do. A because they've, they've acknowledged this, this, the, the importance of soil, and also, you know, what they're doing is they're, they're they're facilitating a wonderful role in the middle of farmers who are who are growing food. And, and, and not all everything in store is regenerative, of course, but this is the way they're heading, you know. They're, they're yeah, supporting the farmers who are growing food and they're facilitating that to the tables of eaters, of consumers, of their clients, and they could just keep doing that and go buy, sell, buy, sell, and, 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 and on they go and grow. But what they've chosen to do is to be a conduit for, you know, information, education, Storytelling and encouragement and support of the farmers who are um, growing food we're generally acknowledging that in store and 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 letting their customers, the eaters know about it and go, this is the sort of stuff you, you could and should be supporting because it's not just nourishment in your gob, your family you, it just goes back to you know contributing to the health of the planet you know without sounding too grandiose
0: No, and I love it because we actually um, and I think you deserve a big shout out here. We needed your help, and we humbly came to you saying, "Look, we aren't we aren't farmers. Um, We're the retailer, and we we take that position um, really seriously. That we do have that influence um, to communicate to customers. Um, But we needed you to make it genuine because you can speak to the farmers, the suppliers, and make sure that you're verifying what they're actually doing on farm is true. And then we will do our job in communicating that, getting customers on board, because that's what we're really what we'd love to say to everyone is if you want to be a part of." Um, helping the fight against climate change shop region, mm. you know, that's something that we're calling out in store and online. Um, we'll get better at it. We have about 138 products right now and we want to grow that. And, um, and it's genuine, it's a genuine, um, campaign. And, um, I'm really grateful that you've been by my, by my side. Um, cause it's, it's tough, you know, we're taking on the industry mm. and, um, and it's, um, it's not always fun, but it's, um, it's hugely rewarding, but I need, um, I need the, um the eaters, as you call them, uh, to get on board and shop this, because then that will send the direct signal up the supply chain for farmers, producers, makers, um, suppliers to be in this space. They'll go, ah, this is worth it, mm. and that will keep that will drive the engine, and that will um, that'll help the environment in the end.
2: Create that demand, which is so important. You know, if we can we can create an economy, <clears throat> a retail food system economy that is based on demand, then food is not wasted. You know, food isn't doesn't have to be stockpiled and just you know, and farmers are incentivized to actually you know, they're growing food knowing where it's gonna go. Mm.
5: Before
2: they plant that seed, before they that calf is born or that lamb is born, you know. And that's that's a wonderful position for farmers to be in to know that they're supported beyond the farm gate, you know, and become food growers, not just commodity commodity growers, mm. uh, commodity makers, as I used to be, a maker of commodity. Um, Courtney, you have been privy to Probably most you probably have to duck out for a, some, I don't know refreshments every now and again. But uh, you probably, you'd probably been privy I do to- need
0: to eat. I am an eater too. I'm, a, I'm actually a really good eater.
2: <laughs> you don't look it. Um, so, what were any standout you know nuggets of gold that were just just popped out of someone's mouth in the last twelve hours or however long? Oh please. my god!
0: I always um, I always enjoy hearing Chris um, Balaj from Provenir speak. He was just recently on a panel. And, um, a lot of what we're trying to do and helping the environment is, um, is really about change management and, and really taking on, um, big challenges and it can be exhausting. And he did a big shout out for just, you know, making sure you look after your mental health. But that was really just a nice reminder, but he had the funny, he always makes me laugh um, because he goes, um, uh, do he say? he goes to make things easier, he goes, just put wheels on it. And just the way he said <laughs> it, it was just like, like, obviously like figurative wheels mm. But like yeah, if you're trying to push the proverbial uphill, you know, like that, that after a while, it's it's quite exhausting. And I just love that analogy of like just put wheels on it, and it gets a lot easier to push.
2: It was a bit like Walters when he said um, he's talking about bioreactors, like nature's created these bioreactors that just are amazing creatures being ruminants, you know, in all their different shapes and sizes. And then and then I can't remember quite how he phrased it, but and he said and then. Then, then it was decided to put legs on them, and that made it even easier to oh, get I love around. That they got a laugh out of everyone. He's yeah. a classic, Walter. He's just—I uh, banged on. I won't bang on about Walter again the there's boy. a
0: few characters, aren't there? You're one of them.
2: No, no, not at all. I'm just—I'm just riding the coattails of the David Marshes and the Terry McCoskers and the Walter Yenners of the world. I'm—I'm I'm just really honoured to be here, um, and be to be speaking with so many wonderful people and be privy to such. Wonderful conversations, you know. I mean, this is a pretty—I know—I'm banging on a bit about it, and it's a pretty feel-good kind of a a day and and, and conference to be at. But I mean, um, it is uplifting, you know, and it's really compelling. And yes, we've heard some of this stuff already, and it's—it it does just reinforce what some of us already know, or we sort of you know um, acknowledge. But we need that, otherwise, you know, people can sort of get a bit down downhearted and sort of—I don't know. It's just—it's just good to sort of, yeah get back in the in the in the saddle
0: well i feel so grateful that we can actually meet in person because i really love that i'm a real people person and so I, at one moment we had alan savory on the video mm. um, dialing in from south africa and um and i thought this is so cool we're so used to now communicating and, and getting information on from screen you know people behind a screen um but how cool that we all got to sit in that audience and listen to him his wise words and um I thought, God, this is awesome that we get to all be together because there's a real energy in the room. And I, I'm just I'm happy to finally be here to meet the people that I've been reading about, watching YouTube videos. You know, there's Martin Royds, there's Terry McCosta. Mm. Um they don't realize it, but like I'm I've been, you know, secretly stalking their websites <laughs> and um and their content. And I and I'll get to meet these people and go, Yes, I finally get to connect.
2: Cause you were coming last year as well.
0: Yeah, we were gonna come here yeah, last yeah. year. Um and um I think uh, it was right. We had just gone down to Melbourne. I remember I yep. saw you and we March. got to hear Dr. Zach Bush speak. It
2: was only a week or two. And I think it?
0: we were like high-fiving each other and being like, yeah, yeah, this is happening. This we're year. we're really going to go to customers and push region. Yep. And then literally the pandemic um, was announced that by week. the World Health Organization literally that week. And I was mm-hmm. like, Arr! but then it gave me this whole year to really go, okay, let me make sure my ducks are in a row. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually really glad we had a year to kind of get a little bit better what we were going to come out to the public with. And so thanks so much for letting me speak here. Um, I really wish you had one of the Harrises here because they're um they really they're the voice behind this and I'm just the doer. They just I get to I have the privilege to make this happen. But well, they've got the vision.
2: Well, full credit to you too, Courtney, for being so diligent and at the coal face of all this and, and you know, and Angus who was here last night and, and, and sort of was sponsored sponsored the reception uh, and what what I have got, and, and I think you mentioned it there before, you know, the, the feedback I've got is that was really cool. Like, th- you know, th- these guys are really serious, you know. They're sincere about this. It wasn't like, a, oh, look, we're just going to throw some freebies over there on that table and, you know, I've opened a store in town and whoopie do, Like, they're really, they're heart and souls in it because, you know, they have their own family farm up in the Blue Mountains. They are practising some regenerative um, uh, techniques and, and things up there and philosophies and, you know, they've they don't, again, they don't have to do this sort of thing. You know, they can just poke along doing their, doing their thing and, and grind. but They've decided to, 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 to really um, create a new standard in retail in Australia, you know. I think that's, that's something that you should be really proud of and you should be proud of as well. And look, the bigger guys probably will start doing this too, but, you know. I hope they do. Yeah, that would be a good thing, you know. Uh,
0: we need that. There's yeah. has got bigger impact than we do, um, but we like to be the leaders. Um, we wanted to stir the pot, get mm. things going, so and um, absolutely, we'd love for them to to get on board, um, and start s- converting their supply chains.
2: And I think the great thing about Harris Farm is that you are big enough to have an impact, small enough to just get the jo- get the job done, and do it with sincerity, and integrity, because you have relationships with your farmers. You know, the bigger guys are a bit further away from that, you know, and there's not quite that transparency. I can say that um, somewhat from experience, and. You know, I think that's, you know, you're, you're well-placed to be in this role, Harris Farmer. That's really cool. Hey, um, anything other, any other nuggets of gold that you can think of that were standout quotes, funnies, you know, I don't know, fangirl moments?
0: Hmm. I'd have to go through my notes.
2: David Marsley before he grabbed the. Program just there, and he was flicking through it to me. Okay, let
0: me let me do the
2: <laughs> Not sound he effect. Couldn't remember, the sound effect of the flick through. <laughs> no,
0: fine. I am actually flicking I'm
2: through. I'm here clicking my pen. I think. so <laughs> Don't we worry about the paper flapping around there?
0: Oh gosh, there was um, no, my you've caught me um just straight out of a one of the sessions, and um,
2: I enjoyed Lynn Sykes. She was great.
0: Oh my god, do you know what I think Lynn? So I was trying to find because. I actually you got found- a, you got
2: a, a, a huge oh. amount of notes here that's great. You'll
0: actually see I literally love put hearts. love hearts um next to Lynn's speech. So there like you go. that was like that's a, a bit- I don't know if you can um, yeah. see that on the camera yeah. but um I actually felt moved mm. by her speech and I um think I just even got a bit teary cuz I just was like wow that I think sh- what she did was if I, I'm going to hopefully I can reiterate this correctly um she was talking about stewardship and um and I know um, I originally come from the packaging um, and recycling industry and we talked about um, packaging and product stewardship, looking after the products that you put into the marketplace, make sure they get recycled. And so that's how I kind of know. It. And then she related it to humans and families and how you look after each other and your family. And that's what's important. And that's what will translate in the paddock. And then, and then down the line. And I just thought there was, the, when, the moment she said, it. I think that's when I started draw, drawing hearts.
1: Um, Cause I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, love for Lynn.
0: And so she's one of the people who I haven't been able to meet yet, and I just mm. i'm gonna probably try to stalk her tonight at the dinner yeah good um yeah, that was really cool It was a good moment
2: and she you know because there's a i guess the role or one of the roles she plays or the, the the part of this puzzle that she's involved in is the people side of it you know and, and it and it's and, and a really potent yeah pretty raw part of that people puzzle you know that that this is this is you know, often families don't you know by the time they come to the table with Lynn Sykes, it's it can be pretty raw and messy, you know mm-hmm. and and what she has had to do and the, and, and, and deal with and the, the grief and the trauma and the, and the, the mediation um is extraordinary and and I trust that there's there, there's been a huge amount of satisfaction for her as well in in doing that in the knowing that there's you know lives have been saved, no doubt. Because of her work, you know, because that's how serious it can get. So I'm going to try and track her down. Hopefully, um, in between the last session and dinner, Mm. if I can. Um, Any other done
0: so well, Charlie? It's so fun having you. It's just so knows, He's such a celebrity here. Even like the um, there was a cocktail waitress last night. Remember the lady? Oh, um, and so she was. So there she is. She's in her uniform and she's collecting glasses. And Charlie's speaking to everyone and. She just goes, she had a fan fan moment for you. And she's she like, great. she goes, do you mind if I just, I just wanted to say hello. I listened to your podcast and you were like, oh my goodness. And you gave her the time. You stopped what you're doing. You chatted with her and that she actually said she couldn't get a ticket to come here. So she, she worked here so that she could sort of just be in the room with this, yeah. um, this, these key messages. So that was really cool. So that I'm was hanging cool. around next to you at and she, these, um, sort of conferences.
2: Well, look, it's, it's, you know, I guess it's, um, I was just saying to David before, you know, the the caliber of the people here, and you know, it's a wonderful thing that that one can be, you know, at a conference with 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 people you want to hang out with. You know, it doesn't happen every day. You know, we do it online, and we you know bump into people here and there, but to have a room for them and and to to um, run into you know, girls, like, um, was it Amelia? No. It was Taylor Day. I'm sorry you listened to this, but it was so wonderful that you said. And I know you're doing permaculture at TAFE. You do organic farming, and I was just—I was really stoked that you said "g'day" and you're doing this, you know. And here you are working, working nights, you know, and 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 you know, have a dream, which is which is really cool, you know. So, and that's the idea of the of the chats we have and the podcast and the whole thing is like if if that helps people. Get one step closer to their their vision, their dream, or even creating one in the first place. So that's a great thing. I had a great chat with Brian Walberg before about you know what are, what what are the, some of the first steps? And he said, well, just you got to identify your values and, and and create that vision. You know that can be applied to anything. Don't forget the farm. Just go. What do I want for my family and my life and my you know as me as an individual? So I'm forever learning and and forever grateful that I'm um, you know we can't use this word space anymore. Remember who said that? Was it oh, That was so
5: funny. She that did. was that was
2: that was kind of good because these. So we're trying to work out what it is. Is it this world, this world we live in, this stuff? Stuff. It's just stuff. Stuff, man. <laughs> um, okay, we've got more stuff to get through this afternoon, Courtney. And, oh, just to plug, another plug for Harris Farm, if you are in the Albury area or even if you're in Melbourne or Sydney, it's worth a drive down the highway to the biggest Harris Farm in the world, in the universe even, and it is enormous and it is so worth the trip because we had a we had a squiz there yesterday afternoon and so impressed, just upping the, upping the ante again, you know, and, and I think I, I trust that this is, you know, um, a reflection on or a sort of a hint of what's to come and it's just, you know, I, I've, you know, spoke to one of the councillors last night and just my brother-in-law and just people, everyone's just like, my well, brother-in-law said, I oh, is he? he said, oh, I've been but he can't get in. Saturday morning, just forget it, it's just packed. So he, everyone's just super stoked about Harris Farm here in Orby, and it's thanks, just a, no, no, it was all sincerity, I think it's fantastic, and it's just upping the ante. And I have the big guys are listening and watching.
0: Oh, well, thanks for being a part of this journey with us. It's been fun, and uh, and just for everyone, um, we did do some great. Um, we grabbed some good footage last night of wandering through the store, and you got to t- talk to Angus yeah. and talk through what this is all about. And so we're really looking forward to just continuing to tell the story. So look out for our social media posts. Um, and and let us know. I mean, are we doing this right? I hope so. Like we're we're really um, we're putting our best foot forward, and um and we welcome feedback. And um,
2: and just to, just to clarify things too, just quickly, um, because uh, there was some sort of questions and queries, and I, I I'm sorry if I don't get back to people about them all the time, but my role, um in in one of my roles is to is to verify the practices of, of supplies and and that sounds a bit vague, but is, is an objective and a subjective. Um, evaluate, evaluation or verification it's not certification mm-hmm. um, i talk to every producer i suss out and you know with questions and, and understanding not just their practices but their community involvement you know i check their website and make sure that's congruent with what we've the discussions we've had they fill out a survey which is a again verify you know, verifies on on paper um, their practices and becomes i guess evidence of what they've told us so there is a degree of trust there and also it allows them to, you know, create some, some, um, some collateral that, that Harris Farm can then use. So it's a really good opportunity for those suppliers and Harris Farm to get a really good understanding. And that's my role and I'm really happy and, and really honoured to be doing that. And I just wanted to say that it's not a certification. No one gets a certificate of, you know, you're certified. Recert- no, you know, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of certification. Verification is different and this is what we're doing and I'm really... Really stoked to be involved, and that Harris Farm are using this verification method. Um, and look, you know, I'm sure people would like to challenge that,
0: but you know, and that, that's okay. That's fine. I mean, it, cool. it can evolve. Yeah. And um, and we've we've had positive feedback. We've had a few questions about it, and totally. and even at this conference, and people are like, "Well, talk me through how you mm. do this." And and I just bring it back to the end. The whole point is we're trying to connect what's happening on farm on farm, the awesome things, the farming practices that are happening on farm, and. And relay that to customers and connect i know you're this is important to you is for um what do you call us urbanites urbanites, urbanites yeah. so city, city. so that we actually know it's like we don't know what's going on in the land how mm-hmm. our food is grown raised and um and customers love that they want to know and so um that's what we're calling out in store so if you do go in store and shop region you'll see these little icon systems that we come up with that um, calls out the farming practices and that's what charlie has verified with a supplier, a producer, or grower. And we look to grow that and, and improve it if, it if it needs improving. Um, it's also online, by the way, as well. Um, so that we've got a, a, a shop region collection. So you can actually just, if you wanted to just see what was there, it's not, um, I think I might've mentioned, we've got about 138 mm. products now. And, and we're looking gr- to grow growing. that. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of wine and cheese <laughs> right now. We need, <laughs> oh, we need yeah. to diversify. That, that is,
2: there's like 136 um, items of wine and cheese. Um, <laughs> And we're looking also for any you know producers, suppliers, growers who who would like to the opportunity just to yes. you know just to be considered for that. You know, yeah, and, this is a call out. That is, you know, so there's you know, there's I, I'm not sure how much I can say. I Actually, don't even know how much I know. But you know, the, there's there's expansion plans. You know, there'll be uh, from what I understand. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was looking at the blueprint last. No, wasn't. Um, no I wasn't. I, no, if they're not expanding, then they're mad. So you know regional areas, um, other states, and I think you know, and, and and sourcing locally just makes so much more sense, you know. And I'm really pleased to see in the in the in the Orby shop, um, the little little sign saying yeah. "Yeah, calling out saying I'm, I'm local," you know, and that's fantastic because that's what these businesses are to about. Us. Totally, you know, yeah. Not-
0: whenever we go to a new region, we want to we want to support local and call that out in store. We can't mm. do it with everything, mm. but we do give that. Um, we want to customize what's and personalize to the area when we open a new store. So hopefully customers see that and uh, and the local producers feel that, that there's a pull.
2: Totally. So um, there you go. That was – thank you, Courtney. I
0: love sitting here with you. This is so fun. This is
2: fun. Yeah, we should have like a show, the Harris Farm show. <laughs> the what's Courtney something special, What's, what's on <laughs> special today, Court? Um, well so, – so we, <laughs>
0: Well, let me tell you.
2: Let me, yes. Thank uh, you, Charlie. That was fun and we've got more, more action this afternoon and then we've got dinner tonight and then it's an official wrap sometime this evening so i have to grab a few more people. But thanks for your time, Courtney.
0: Thank you so much.
2: Okay, Harry Youngman, you're my next victim on the, on the, the Regenerative Journey Aubrey Farming Matters Roadshow that has just sort of come out of nowhere. How are you? I'm well it's been a while we met um 80 months ago the colac on the back of the uh from the ground up that's it conference with matt and Ange joyce there and i haven't seen you since i've been following you vicariously you wouldn't start stalking you haven't you haven't seen me i was a bit like that fox we were just talking about mm.
6: Yeah. no I don't do social media so I wouldn't know if I, <laughs> if you were.
2: <laughs> um Harry you did a um a little prezzo this morning as part of a I guess a, you know a bit of a panel session as it were um about what you're up to. What I wanted to sort of break this, this little session to two. One is what you what you're up to and what sort of some of the what some of the condense some of what you talked about into some golden nuggets as it were and then also just we talk about the the conference. You happy to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I promise I won't, won't be too painful. <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> tell me what you're talking about this morning. I'm to start with a conference. Oh, yeah. That's probably a better way to do it. Yeah, like, ease up. Why are we here? Yeah, What's yeah, happened? Yeah. No, what?
6: no, because uh, I just found some of the presentations this morning <clears throat> were able to put into words so well and so clearly. Uh, Walter, in particular, I thought was absolutely outstanding for me. Really really struck a chord i've seen Terry present before, and he's, he's a master orator yes. and uh, gets the message off across really succinctly and very powerfully so it was great to see him again, uh, but Walter, with the soil science for me, just
2: nailed it and, and I love and I've said it twelve times today and in, in what I've been chatting with others uh, earlier today um, harry but I'll say it again because I just love Walter. He's he's the way he can just turn potentially complex sort of concepts into layman's terms and just and very very easily and very digestible mm. chunks. I've
6: love got a, I've got a job for him. What is it? What I want What I want to do, and I saw it a few years ago at the Hamilton Sheepvention, where a guy had some a virtual reality camera, and he put it on, and you could dive into the soil and. Roll, oh. roll around in the soil and watch all of the microbes doing their different functions in a cartoon manner. And uh, I thought, what a great education device that would be. And what you, if you could wrap around Walter's narrative mm. around what was going on in the soil, I think it would be... Fantastic thing to get out.
2: So, what you saw at Hamilton was was it a dive into soil or was it a dive into wool or something? No, it was a was dive, a dive soil? into soil. Really?
6: Yeah. So people are doing that. That, that well, Hamilton. well, I can't even remember who. To, I think the Elders had it, actually. Yeah, right. It was a girl in the Elders tent or something? Was it it was it? an
2: animation, or was it like someone has jammed a camera in there somehow? No, no, I mean, it was animation. animation.
6: Yeah, that which, is which got the point across. Totally. Because you can never see in yeah. in the soil. You're never going to be able, and it's not dynamic and
2: down to the bazillion. No.
6: No, you, can, you can get in the same message across using animation.
2: And he's got a very animated voice too. Mm. That would be perfect. Mm. Okay, there's a project, mm. Harry. One more to <laughs> add to your list of things, given what I know about you. I don't think you need any more on your table. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> that won't stop me from hitting you up. Going, that was a good idea. <laughs> Harry, what do you reckon? Yeah, tell me more. What about conference? Any other gold nuggets, particular sort of oh, standouts? The,
6: uh, the word passion came out a lot. Mm. Uh, focus, goals. mm don't lose your way. Yeah. But you aim at nothing, you'll usually hit it, Kind yeah. <laughs> of stuff. So uh,
2: Guaranteed. it's just
6: good to uh, reaffirm that and, and also, you know, it's good coming together of a lot of people that have taken a lot of risk and gone out in a limb, been ridiculed, pushed mm. their way through and coming out the other side now.
2: It, mu- it must be a somewhat of a relief for those presenting who have been at it, you know, for a long time to be – you know, invited more and more often to these sort of functions where it's it's a friendly crowd. Hm mm, I, yes, I agree. I mean, I know that, although they all have challenges, otherwise they wouldn't have done it for 30 years.
6: I was interesting that <clears throat> Harris Farms were here and, and supporting it and uh, I had a chat to Courtney, I think mm. it was, afterwards and, and it just makes so much sense for them to be on the front foot adopting, making it a big part of their platform and uh, certainly, we you know, we would have, engage and uh, take our produce to them. Yeah, totally. But, but also, to, you know, explain the message about what we're doing regeneratively, let them do their marketing, hopefully make m- more margin out of yeah, our produce totally. by selling to interested customers. And that's, that's how it's going to get driven.
2: Well, if you guys are selling more product and they're getting more margin, you are, and, you know, that, 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 that's got to be a good thing for the other end of it, mm. the eaters, to go, okay, mm. clean, nutritious, good value. Bingo. unbelievably good batting.
6: Yeah. I mean, we're selling peaches, beautiful peaches and nectarines for three bucks a kilo.
2: It's a joke. And so this, we don't have time for all this, Harry. I know. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Hey, no, no, don't be sorry. No, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to dissuade you from going there. I'm just, I just don't know where to start or where to, where to where mm-hmm. take this because given what I know about what you're doing and, and so, you know, the, the wonderful projects you're involved in, I'm going to have to hitch up for a proper interview one day. How's that? Mm-hmm.
6: That's no I'll worries.
2: sneak down to Victoria yep. under the cover of darkness. So no one knows I'm there. And, um, and and we'll we'll have a longer chat. Mm. So anything else about the conference that you want to just sort of touch on? Uh, uh, sort of where
6: technology is going and where it can uh, assist. Mm. You know, there's, uh, uh, I think it was Terry talking about the uh, mineral density of the fruit and veg and empowering the housewife or the, or the supermarket shopper to be able to make those discerning decisions at the point of sale.
2: Ob- objective sort of, mm. oh, this is a better peach than that
6: peach. Mm. And or- I reckon that once we start getting someone else is talking about the health consequences of different foods and their fibre and mineral density and how that's all going to play out, and there was one slide saying, you know, beware, it's all coming, and I was thinking, bring it on. Fast, yeah. but sooner the better, it's, because it's here almost. <clears throat> really. And also, you know, everything we're doing in the soil is going to drive that naturally. So it's mm. such a it's such a win win. Well,
2: when we re- when we remove the props and the crutches, you know, of you know, trying to um, balance the soil with whether it's chemical to wipe out things or it's minerals to add add things, you know, in, you know, in a synthetic sense, um, things generally fall off. You know. If, that that's the cycle that, and mm. I certainly I was in got got caught in. But as you say, you know, once you get that, soil right, right—not right when you when you're focusing on the soil, which you know uh, is the, is pretty much the the, the the source of all life. At the end of the day, things die in it, things live in it. You know, it's it's where everything everything goes through it at some point in their life, beginning or end. Um, then that's a great thing, and for Harris Farm to be focusing on that, and it's clearly um part of your journey over the last. You know, number of decades. I mean, you're still a young man, Harry. <laughs> so, <laughs> when did your regenerative journey start? We're going to get into this interview. <laughs> We're going to get the right uh, it. <laughs> well,
6: I, I liked again today the emphasis on was, was you know, it's not start, stop. It's yeah. continually. You don't violent.
2: wake up one morning and go, oh, no. I'm ready. no. Yeah.
6: And, and, you know, we, our, our, our journey started when we stopped spending money spraying red legged earth mite two years after we started using compost. The lemat, that good old oh, lemat, Yeah, good, yeah stuff. good stuff. good stuff. <laughs> Let's wipe it all out. Yeah. And uh, and then the broadleaf weeds started to drop out and the clover started to come back. And, you know, our staff had come and said, well, where's all that come from? Because we didn't sow stable <laughs> paddock or we didn't sow East McGuggins or we didn't sow. And I said, well, you yeah, know, it's got. You've got to think
2: about that, don't you? Did you know that was going to happen? Did you – you were discovering that as it as it went? Yeah.
6: Yeah. And that was – that one was an easy one. That was all about calcium. Yeah, right. Mm. Nice. And stop doing bad.
2: Well, what did um, – that was Terry's thing, uh, do no harm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't think
6: you can underestimate those words. Yeah. In this journey, I reckon stop doing bad. If you do nothing else, just stop doing yeah. – knowingly st- – Sorry, I'll say that again. Stop doing
2: bad things that you know about. Yeah, consciously doing bad things. Because there's other ways. And that's what David Marsh um, uh, always bangs on about. And, you know, and it's and it's absolutely uh, true. And I certainly was, um, uh, <laughs> still do as much as I can to stop doing things. You know, step out, mm. step out. Stop the spraying. I mean, the big obvious things were, you know, stopping using your out on your red leggards and, you know, and, and removing some of those synthetics and whatever else, but actually also not being tempted to step in and disturb. So, mm. Mm. Oh, look, there's heaps of tools, and and there's simple
6: things that you can do that uh, start the journey and then you start getting addicted to it. Mm. Yeah. It's a pretty compelling start. Oh, yeah. And um, I'll go to my grave
2: learning. Are you addicted to it, Harry? Yep. <laughs> You're an addict. Is that a new condition? I think so. Is that a disease? <laughs> yeah. You, you've I, been said diagnosed. I was doing an interview
6: with someone the other day, and I she said to me, I said, "Oh, look, I'll send you some words that our agronomist sent me about the journey." Mm. And I was put at the bottom of my text, I said, "Careful, you'll get addicted."
2: <laughs> and did <you? laughs> and she? I'm just you around with that. Sorry,
6: and no, she sorry. Uh, she texted me back and said, "I see what you mean." <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I had Courtney McGregor here before from Harris Farm, and we had a great chat. And not that it's new when it's new to her in terms of this intensity of coming to a conference with so many compelling stories and, and, and speakers. But you know, she's already been been in the sustainability space for a long time. But she said she's just overwhelmed, you know. Mm. And this was she was going to come to the, this last year, but obviously it was postponed. Mm. Um, and it it is it's compelling stuff. Now, talk about compelling stuff. What do you want to touch on that you t- touched on? You've had enough thinking time now. You've, you just, you've, you've veered me off the course of, of your chat this morning. Can you remember any of this morning or was it just a Yeah, of, no. <laughs> I, I was given the brief to talk about. <laughs> you got, everyone got a bit of hurry up.
6: 15 minutes was t- too tight. Too, too, tight. Yeah. too tight to relax, get into it, yeah. you know, start with what I'm going to tell you, do the body of the presentation and finish up with it. With a with a summary. That's it. And and, and, uh, and it's a real skill to be able to do that. But our journey was trying to put together two people's stories into our first investment that then led to the mm. sort of interest of others to come in if we've got more property and then that all led to raising a substantial amount of money and deploying it on five assets really quickly. Mm. So that was what the story was about.
2: See, and you've just done it in, what, in 30 seconds. Oh, I know. <laughs> you fine-tuned it. <laughs> no, yeah,
6: without the fanfare and the detail
2: and the personalities. <laughs> How are people going to the find tr- out the, de- the fanfare trials, if you don't tell
6: me? The trials and tribulations. No, well, oh, well it, it, I'll, I'll, I'll take five minutes. So mm. <clears throat> it was really a coming together in the first instance of two people who knew each other for 30 years and had different skill sets and different interests. Nigel Sharp uh, came out of an industrial property background but had a bent for threatened species um, rehabilitation. And I certainly came from an inquiring soils mine where mm. I'd moved from conventional through liquid firts in the first instance to compost and had a, build a fairly strong <coughs> understanding of how the soil worked. We met on a farm that had never had fertiliser was wall-to-wall native grasses, herbs and forbes. I said it was the worst farm I'd ever seen. He said it was the best farm and told me why. I agreed with him after that, bought the farm, and then we proceeded to commercialise the bits in that farm that we wanted to, which was the native grasses, herbs and forbes, and then uh, others around us that we knew um, and been involved in other deals with basically said, look, if you had another one of those farms, we'd really like to be involved in that. And then that led to, well, how involved do you really want to be? And so we raised the first round of funding to buy the first asset with a view that we'd need to get it to a critical size. And so our early investors were really innovative and pioneering and showed a lot of faith, you know. So was this your
2: first venture, like this sort of, Rounding up fun, you know, a fund like this, and then employing it in the ag space. Um,
6: uh, no, we've done a few um, property deals, yeah, but very much two, three, four people, mm. not forty-eight investors, which is what we've got now, mm. or forty-eight names, and um, uh, so that's what it's, it's evolved to. And and each time we we found an asset or have been finding assets or opportunities, we've gone back to. The, to the investors and more have come in and mm. so we've been able to continue to grow and we've got, you know, we're closing another deal right now um, and uh, um, <clears throat> we'll do another capital raising, you know, sometime in 21. Yeah, cool. Mm.
2: And you've got, so your list of five um, assets or, or, or properties, mm. I guess, uh, businesses there, um, you had grapes, uh, grape growing, you were saying that they're all going to Japan. Yep. Um, you mentioned peaches there. Is and it on the farm? stone vine? fruit? No, it's, it's stone, not. No,
6: one. No. Yeah. one. The stone fruit one's at Cobram mm-hmm. and the uh, table grape one's at Redcliffs near Mildura. Yeah, nice. And uh, both beautiful proximity to oil, well, both perfect for what they're growing. Yeah, you totally. Know, table grapes at Mildura is about as good a spot as you can grow them anywhere in the world. Yep. And Cobram's pretty damn good for stone fruit. Are you into olives? Oh, cool. Sorry, yes. And on the third farm we've put a 1,000 hectares if Olives in. Uh, we started that just on twelve months ago. Did did it over two plantings, six hundred and thirty hectares and three seventy or whatever it is. Oh yeah. And uh, so that that uh, they're, they're growing extremely well. And uh, where are they? Just in terms so, of so sorry, the, sorry geography. the geography is there at um, near Bort in Central Victoria. Yeah, right. On the Waranga Channel, and uh, so we've got a good supply of irrigation water. And we've done a 30-year off-take agreement with Boundary Bend Olives who do Cobram Estate in Red Island. Ah. And we've also got a uh, – uh, we retain them for advice. Yeah, so where they're, nice. basically we're their Indians yeah. and we do exactly what they say.
2: <laughs> that's not like you. Um, and, what, and then you've got a place in uh, north of Emerald? Yes. So that's a, a,
6: a, largely a dry land cropping farm yeah. on magnificent soil, very, mm. very high CEC soil. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, a about 2,800 hectares of Brigolo country on that, which we uh, will offset.
2: Okay. Is that regrowth brigalow, or is it, no. is it its all remnant? Yep. Really? Mm. That's fascinating. Because mm. a lot of Brigolo was pulled. Uh, yeah, well, not would, necessarily there, but they I don't know. Have got,
6: <coughs> they wouldn't have got in. This is very, oh, very on the Stevens Creek and the Scotts yep. Creek, yeah, and it's yeah, right. very, very steep banks, and yeah, there's right. no way anyone would have been. Pulling, that. pulling any
2: there with no. their d sort whatever they were, living mm.
6: chains. Mm. It's a fascinating property because you can actually hold, well, for chickpeas, you we can hold the whole growing season rainfall in the soil. Get out of here. Well, uh, Post-planting, it, we'll, we'll get an average crop without a drop of rain
2: post Just because of the the,
6: the, the moisture-holding moisture capacity.
2: capacity mm. Because you've built it up? Or no, that's just no, a no, no. I,
6: I wish I could say we had. But I think yeah. there's room sig- room for significant improvement. Improvement, again. Yeah.
2: Mm. That's fascinating. So, so that's,
6: is that four? That's four. That's been, and then the fifth one. one is in central New South Wales in between Hay and Balraman mm. on the confluence of the Lachlan River and the Murrumbidgee River. That's right. And it's called the Great Kumbung, or the yep. property name's Dewanbung. We own that 50-50 with the Nature Conservancy.
2: Yeah, nice one.
6: And um, it's, uh, we're mustering goat, feral goats and pigs and <coughs> cleaning it all up and tidying it up. And there's a, uh, uh, a firewood operation on there, which uh, we're trying to get into a sustainable forestry management program. Yeah, nice. That. So it can turn out it's very, very high
2: quality firewood. So what what, what species is it? Red gum. Oh, nice. Mm. Um, and is that can you hear that background? Maybe they're out. Mm. I thought they come out at 5.30 Time's getting away. Um, Jesus, look at that, Harry. 17 minutes. See, um, so any, any, any last that's, and that's amazing. And, and I guess, you know, thank you for sharing that because with everyone, um, because that's fascinating. And what it does, like a lot of the other stories you've heard, you know, last night with Sam Johnson's and, and today is, is it, this can be done, you know. That's yes, right. you're you're on a different scale, and and yeah, everyone's got their own different experience, and their geography is different. But you know, the innovation and the and the collaboration, you know, the partnering mm. um, is that one. Do you do the Ps, the three Ps? Is that yours?
6: Uh, we've got the seven C's. The seven C's. Seven C's. That's that's uh, like I didn't get time to talk about that. I didn't get time to you talk got, about the properties. You got ding-a-linged I, off. I did. But anyway, that's, that's Well, they right say right.
2: the seven Cs for when we sit down and do a proper one. That's fine. Um, so thank you again, Harry, for your time. Thank you for your contribution to the, the conference. And I'm yeah, just blown away with you know the, everyone's generosity with their time and to be bothered to sit here with me for 17, nearly 18, it's nearly 19 tough. minutes. It's pretty tough, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You got, right you got through it. Congratulations. Yeah, right. You get a little certificate of appreciation when we finish up here. <laughs> <Call> a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you a beer. Thanks, Harry. Righto. Well, I'm really glad I caught up with those guys. And a couple of girls there too, thankfully, at the Aubrey Conference. Um, that was the end of – that's part two. Uh, next week um, we have a uh, fantastic chat with Stuart Andrews, son of Peter Andrews of Natural Sequence Farming fame. A Back from the Brink book, um, a number of episodes on Australian Story, and I got to chat with Stuart um, at the end. It was it was it was the morning after, the day before of the last last day of the, the uh, four day workshop he did here at Hadamino. Um Sat down with Stuart and just opened right up, and it was just just a, just a lovely chat, so open and transparent and um, straight to the point. Uh, is Stuart so um, yeah? I hope you look forward to that one as much as I did. Um, recording it and that's next week on the regenerative journey
1: this podcast is produced by Rhys jones at jaeger media if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to subscribe share rate and review for more episode information please head over to www.charliearnott.com.au